Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello everybody, welcome to the Gatecast. Tonight we'll be watching The Kindred, Part 2. Now this episode has been in the recording stage for quite a while. It's already fallen through the tracks twice. Once just a little confusion uh, on my part. Another time just general real world life issues getting in the way. So the third time, because Alan's busy, I've drafted Brad into the mix. Welcome Brad. Here I am to save the day. Hello everyone. <laughs> yeah, waving his own flag and he's quite right. You know, I kind of sprung this on him a little day and a bit ago. Yep. All good. Always here to help. Yep. We're going to pretty much jump straight into it. I'm not going to keep Brad sitting around in front of his PC too often on this Saturday morning, because as he said himself, the kids might be getting up any minute. Mm, the whole reason for doing these early records on my side is the privacy, especially with the microphone. We've already had a little brief cat interlude. Yeah, yeah, that mongrel's been let out, so uh, we can go hopefully unappeated. Since I pointed out the uh, gate being backwards in midway... Yeah. Now I've noticed in the opening credits, both gates are backwards. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it does a pan through the incomplete midway from one end, and you see uh, Atlantis Gate it's in the background, but you can't see any of the symbols lit up. You can only see the back of the gate, so it's pointing outwards. And the yeah. gate you see is the Earth Gate, or the Milky Way Gate, and it's pointing outwards towards you as well, so pointing the wrong way. This bloke who makes uh, Stargate props offered David Hewlett to free ZPM. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think it's the same bloke. I emailed him about six months back, asking him some questions. Never heard back from him. Yeah, there, um, that'd be a resin piece. Yeah, there's, he's got lots of videos on his website and whatnot, showing how he makes it and everything. Yep. One model comes with, you know, embedded LEDs. Oh, wow. That'd be quite nice to have on the shelf. <laughs> yes, it would. So you voted in the poll then? Yes. Excellent. And it must be working. You must be seeing votes there, otherwise it'd be still on zero. There should be... At least three votes there, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, to the votes. Although, on this poll, I did actually block the results from being shown. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure last one, you could see a pie chart or something with what... Yeah, it's interesting, though. I've looked back at all the polls we've done, and the voting percentage is roughly only around 10 11% yep. of the views. I don't know if it's multiple people keep going back looking what the results were or not, but it's rather disappointing we have over 2,000 followers and only 33 votes so far. yeah. But never mind. Giving stuff away helps sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it probably would. You get a lot of people coming out of the woodwork then. Holy superlatives, Batman! It's really exciting! Greetings, citizens. Join me, your old bat chum, John S. Drew, on my journey to discover what it is I love about the classic 1966 Batman television series on the Batcave podcast. Each episode, I'm joined by a guest host as we review the classic television series. There's a new episode every two weeks. Same bat time, same bat channel on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at thebatcavepodcast.com. Right then. It won't surprise anybody that we're watching the uh, Region 2 DVD rip of The Kindred Part 2. Runtime of 41 minutes 48 seconds. We are currently queued up on the black screen at 0000 seconds. I'm going to do the basic 3, 2, 1 countdown. Nothing fancy. If you want to watch along with us, uh, then by all means, queue it up. And when I say click, all you've got to do is press play or press spacebar or whatever. And just sit back and enjoy. Right then, Brad, are you all ready? I am good to go, sir. Excellent. Three, two, one, click. Previously on Stargate Atlantis. Okay, the recaps from Missing, I believe it was. You're the one responsible for the death of the Athosians. Unless I lied about that as well. Ah, uh, yeah, the Jani. Yes, whenever they're involved, bad things happen. <laughs> Mostly does, doesn't it? Yeah. This is from last week's episode, of course, The Kindred. Ship Taylor may be on board. Bad news, Shepard. Yeah, it didn't quite go according to plan. No. They lost one very important member of Atlantis. I came for you, just like you asked. Like I asked. Michael. 
any sign of her, sir? She's not here. Finally, it's about bloody time. What took you so long? Finally, here you are, the actor we haven't seen before. Yes. <laughs> Who else could it be? And this was the beauty. They said, we've got news that, you know, Michael is holding a member of the Atlanta team. And, you know, they all go rushing off. It's Taylor, it's Taylor, it's Taylor. But no, it was Carson all along. Yeah, yep, from the last episode. His name was in the credits before you actually seen him, so it sort of gave it away a bit. Yeah, it's always tricky. I know they do often try to avoid that, but the unions tend to uh, prefer actor credits at the start, at least yeah. the bigger names. Yeah. I realise there's a protocol when dealing with someone who's been a prisoner for a long time. See, how can you be calm and relaxed when the doctors are dressed like that? Yeah. I think I might faint. Oh, that's the last batch. You should also check for trace narcotics. Michael's giving me regular rejection of some sort of drug cocktail. Mostly sedatives, I think. You surely you, you don't need hazmat, which makes you wonder why they're wearing hazmat anyway. Like, he was in the room, he wasn't in a lab or anything. <laughs> and that, oh he, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't glowing. I don't know, look, I'm as freaked out about this as you are. You don't really think it's him, do you? No. Well, I mean, maybe. <laughs> now this is interesting. Losing Carson really hurt Rodney. Mm. Probably more than he actually believed possible. As we saw that very weird ending to uh, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. But anything is possible. This is not only sci-fi, this is Atlantis. We, they've seen the strangest things happen. Yeah. We've completed the preliminary exam. And? Every test we've run confirms it. That man down there is Dr. Carson Beckett. I always do like the use of the monitors in the scene as well. They always add something more to look at. Yeah. Okay then, The Kindred, Part 2. Season 4, Episode 19 of Stargate Atlantis. Gatecast, Episode 289. This episode aired in the US February the 29th, 2008. Calendar got it March the 3rd. UK, March the 4th. Sweden, May the 9th. Germany, March the 18th, 2009. Australia, December the 31st, 2009. Seriously? <laughs> they didn't really care at all, did they? I was getting them off DVD from America by this stage, <laughs> so... <laughs> and Japan, February the 17th, 2010, so even longer wait for them. Well, wow. Yep. This episode was directed by Martin Wood and written by Alan Culler, with a few inserts by Paul Mulley and Joseph Melozzi. And we are back. Well, he's easy to dress, costume-wise, anyway. <laughs> Legion. Rodney. Carson. So sorry I haven't come by before now. It's been pretty hectic here the last few days. That's all right, I understand. Any word on when I can get out of here? Uh, that might take a little time. <laughs> You're talking about Rodney. I've seen you up in the observation bay. You've been here. You just haven't been down here. I'm the one that's been in prison for almost two years. Very suspicious looking. Two years? Hi. Since I made G352. Planet where we left Michael and the other converted Wraith. Right. Yes, and this is it. He doesn't know. Yeah. He doesn't realise. Yes, yeah, I just... Well, we need you to fill in some of the details. Oh, all right. Well... Now, this was a choice. They decided to use some footage from that episode. They actually thought it worked very well rather than have all the exposition just talking heads. Yeah. This, of course, is a credit for Paul and Joseph because they wrote that episode. All I know is I was... Being interrogated by Michael, then he must have given me an injection of some kind. Because the next thing I remember, I woke up in another planet. Why did he take you prisoner? He wanted me to help with his research. They admitted that in the commentary, this idea of bringing Beckett back had been sitting on the back burner for a good year and a half. As soon as they wrote him out, they were looking at ways where they could bring him back. <laughs> of course they were. It's probably a good thing it's been this long, though. If it sort of, oh, if it was 10 or 11 episodes, it sort of... Uh, it came out of nowhere. Nobody expected him to come back. Yeah. And unlike his death, they kept it a pretty tight secret. Mm. Ooh, that's nasty. That's rather an ethical dilemma, isn't it? Either help me create this virus which is going to kill millions, or I'm going to kill these people in front of you one by one. Well, that's it. The people you can see versus the people you won't see die. I suppose you could throw yourself at the nearest spiky thing. and <laughs> Although, if Michael could clone you from... Whatever DNA you got from Cotton. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't stay dead for long. No, you just wouldn't know it, would you? Mm. But even 
the amount of chemicals he'd have at his disposal, surely he could make him up, make himself up a lethal injection of some description. Yeah. Degregate the uh, DNA. But... Well, obviously not you, you, but another you, another Carson Beckett. It's just a joke. I wish it was. You're telling me there's another Carson Beckett walking around this base? Well, no. Rodney. And this is where he's learning. He was dead. <laughs> they weren't even looking for him. Yeah. Cut to it, Rodney. Went back to normal. And about six months later, he... Go on, tell him. He was killed in an explosion. To us, you weren't missing, Carson. You you were dead. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> we didn't come looking for you. Have you spoken to your Wraith contact? He claims he's given us everything he knows about Michael, but uh, I assume he's lying. Until we can come up with something that he can use, he's not much good to us. So we need to find our intel somewhere else. Yeah, that's what I want to talk to you about. <sighs> you mean Beckett? To be fair, it was his fault. Yeah. You had a demolition expert with a big container to put the bomb in, or the tumour, the explosive tumour, <laughs> and Carson decides to put it in a little box and carry it away. Yeah. And then once handing that over, just... Toddling away. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. <laughs> I'm in the opening credits. They can't kill me. <laughs> I know this is a lot for you to take in. Oh, you're damn right, yes. First you tell me I'm not the only Carson Beckett, and then you tell me the other one died in a horrible explosion. Oh, my God. My mother. You didn't tell her, did you? Well, yeah. Good Lord. Oh, they told his mother. Because they told his mother. She buried him. <laughs> she got, a, what, her benefits and everything. She's been on a world cruise since then. She's met a, met a fella. <laughs> I'll say the Air Force made a bloody mistake. That's what I'll say. Carson. No, Rodney, this is too much. Get Dr. Weir in here. I need to speak to her right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth's dead as well. Yeah. What? <laughs> Can't do that. Why not? Who's dead, Carson? Just give him the mission reports and let him read up on it. Mm. Give him a bottle of scotch. He'll be fine. Sacrifice yourself to save the rest of us. This must be killing Rodney. Blame the one they have to tell him. I'm sorry, I... I don't know what else to say. Well, I don't think anybody else could, really. Mm. I mean, in Sunday, as we saw Carson going round round the city, it was Rodney he wanted, really, to go fishing with him in the first place. Yeah, yep. This isn't exactly how it pictured it. Martin Wood, as we said, directed this episode. He... He pointed out the use of this new camera crane he had, filming, I think it was a continuum. Got to use it on the episode as well. Bigger budget, you see. You know, it, the toys filter down. <laughs> a perfect place to conduct my work. He's rather an imposing figure, isn't he, really? Mm. Open it. See, he's that sort of bad guy. He's generous and you actually like hating him. Who are these dirty people? I'll leave you to get reacquainted. Taylor? Oh, we know him. Holling? <laughs> it's been a while since we've seen him play Holling, though. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember. I think he had long hair then, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And two boys. <laughs> what happened to them? Yeah, he's been off doing uh, Goosebump movies and everything else and had his head shaved. Yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose that's not as bad as when he was in Sanctuary. Mm. Although he played two roles in that. Yeah, I can imagine the short hair would be better getting in and out of the Wraith outfit too. As a result, telomeres become shorter over time. The more we age, the shorter they get. And this is Dr. Beckett's? Yeah. According to the scan, his telomeres are 30% shorter than they should be for a man of his age. Oh, look, science, everybody, science. Here's, here's your five-minute phone lesson. And that's one thing Stargate have been good at, making the science at least based, at least a small part in reality. Yep. I think they were saying that, that the telomere is, is an actual part of DNA, and they believe that would be a way to determine clones, but obviously they've been cloning sheep and all of the stuff. Mm. Yeah, so next time you're drunk and decide to go back and watch Star Wars The Clone Wars, you'll, uh, <laughs> you'll understand it a little bit more. Maybe. To be experimented upon, converted into one of those, those things. How long has this been going on? For months, since the day of our arrival. This is Annika, Marlene Dyna-Robert, Canadian actress. She's currently starring in 19.2. 
Also been in Being Human, The Listener, and Battlestar. I'm so sorry. I should have been at the village the day you were captured. There's nothing you could have done. Fifty men armed with stunners infiltrated our village under the cover of night. We were taken completely by surprise. These four walls have been in prison ever since. You must not abandon hope. Oh, yeah. I've always believed there were more Athosians than there actually were. Yeah. You always got the impression when they first visited uh, her settlement that it was a lot bigger than uh, a couple of hundred people. Yeah. But aren't we um, theorised at the time that it was just that couple hundred people in that village that decided to go back to Atlantis after culling and there was a lot more villages further from the Stargate that uh, are probably still on the planet. All been eaten. Yeah, yeah, all true. <laughs> now, this is what will convince Carson, of course, of the science. Mm. He can see it for himself. It doesn't matter. Well, that's easy for you to say. But you're the one who just found out he's made the test tube. As far as I'm concerned, one of the best friends I ever had just came back from the dead. I'm not going to quibble over a couple of telomeres. Well, thank you kindly for that, but it still doesn't change the fact that I'm not the real Carson Beckett. No. No, you're not, because the real Carson Beckett wouldn't be standing here feeling sorry for himself and be trying to figure out how to help us. I'm willing to do whatever I can, Rodney, but I'm not so sure that my help will be wanted. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> that is nice from Rodney. I don't care where you're from. My friend's back. Yeah. We're talking about someone who was, for all intents and purposes, manufactured by one of the most dangerous individuals we've ever come across. But fundamentally, he's not that different from those hybrids, and I doubt very much we'd be arguing about whether we can trust them. Yeah, there's no denying the fact that he's no ordinary clone. I mean, somehow Michael has managed to reproduce his, his memories, his thought processes, I mean, his personality. I spent some time with him, and I'm, I'm telling you, he, he's Carson. I think we say it every time, but I do like Sam's office compared to when Elizabeth had it. The lights on the table legs and stuff like that. <laughs> How much power are they wasting? <laughs> yeah, we can't dial Earth. We ain't got enough power. Yeah. It's all their office. She keeps a monitor running all the time. Yeah, you just got to have that Atlantis logo spinning. <laughs> yeah, it can't be static. It can't just be a picture. Yeah, thought all the stained glass windows and everything else, just daytime and all the lights are on. <laughs> Go ahead, Rodney, I'll catch up. Okay. The old Carson might not have been walking around with an armed guard. But then even even then, like, he knows he's he now knows he has grown in a test tube, but just trying to get your head around having genetic memory and all that sort of stuff. Like he knows his mum and all that stuff. He didn't just come into existence when he was grown. People coming back from the dead. Went through this with Elizabeth. Rodney told me it must be difficult. He'll come around. Hi. Sam's very suspicious, but then again, she doesn't know Carson. She's never known Carson. And she's dealt with clones before. <laughs> Thank you. It must be way better rusty. You're not rusty, Doc. You're just never very good at this. Fair enough. Seems like a very makeshift armory. It was just a room they had, wasn't it? Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, we'll just put in some rack and a couple of lockers. You'd have everything built in, racking and built onto the walls and everything. Yeah, all that stuff beyond cages, so civilians couldn't grab it and... This whole sequence was shot in one go. They're running very tight on time, so basically they just let the camera, got the actors in, go for it. I was going to say, how many times have we not seen this happen before? The uniforms have changed as well, you know, so yeah. they've probably got new kit. <laughs> Simple matte painting with a little animation in to make it look alive. A bit of smoke. Yeah. You didn't see much of the village set the, uh, because they couldn't really use any of it. Hoping maybe you could help us. We're looking for a friend of ours who has uh, been known to stop here now and then. The tavern, redressed slightly, shot from a different angle. It's amazing what they can do with the same sets, the same props. Yeah, just move everything around the room. You've come to the wrong place if you're looking for information. This barman is Ken Kazinga, Canadian uh, actor and stuntman. He's been in First Wave, Dark Angel, Andromeda and Smallville. Big guy. Mm. I think they said he doubles for Ronin at times. Okay. John! Do you have to make it that obvious that you're looking up there? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so much for the bomb. Dreaded. Yeah, there's there's not much protection offered by the banister, is there? No. <laughs> Grunting improves accuracy. <laughs> Yeah, even if that was the stun, it hasn't done him any good. No. Is he dead? No, but we need to get back to Atlantis as soon as possible. He should be. The amount of iron in pipe there. Mm. Go to work, Doc. 
What is it? Colonel Shepard's team's coming back. They've got injuries. No, just one injury. <laughs> what happened? This guy took a shot at us with a P90. Okay, but no, he took a little header off the balcony. P90? Where'd he get it? That's the question. On three. One, two, three. Up. Funnily enough, they said they have to keep telling the actors to stop looking at each other when they walk through the horizon. Yeah. Because obviously they're all standing behind the gate as they're filming this. <laughs> His name's Nabel. When Taylor and I went to New Athos, he was there. He tried to kill us. It's all right, love. He's unconscious now. And for the time being in desperate need of our attention, you can confront him later. Right now, we need to save his life. Let's go, lads. Ah, so that's why he was in the previously. Mm. To remind us who he was. Yep. I should like, prefer to him just to die. Yeah, probably. He can't be trusted, that's for sure. Mm. Now, this is an opportunity for some medical hijinks, as both of them try to take the lead. Yeah, batting heads as they go to look in or something. <laughs> I'm guessing some pretty severe... <sighs> Uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> mayday, mayday. <laughs> Doctor's down. Get the second crash card in here. Yeah. <laughs> That's just what you need, half on-hand staff having to take someone away. It was Dr. Beckett's idea to go there. Well, if we hadn't gone, we wouldn't have captured one of Michael's operatives. You also wouldn't have been nearly killed in an ambush. It wasn't that bad. It was one guy. Again, Sam's suspicious, you know. <laughs> and he didn't get a scratch. Yeah. You're the one that's seen him first. Why he shot the barman and not you first is a miracle. <laughs> really, to be honest, somebody with a P90 at that range should have should have slaughtered them all. Even, yeah, even hiding behind the bar. <laughs> After he collapsed, I did a scan and found evidence of necrosis in several of his internal organs. Cells aren't renewing fast enough to sustain tissue function. Oh, that's not good. I can only assume it's a complication due to the fact he's a clone. I've given him a course of treatment to try to stimulate cell growth, but... So, did this, does this mean Monocle actually built a defective clone? Or... We know why, but at this yeah. point, let's pretend we don't. Yeah, or is his methods just not all the way there yet? Which automatically gives his soldiers a weakness. Yeah. If, if it's a siege, just wait. Yeah. He'll start rotting in 24 hours. It's not going to be okay by then. The wonder I felt like a dog's breakfast ever since I got here. Dog's breakfast. Yay! <laughs> two years later, but... <laughs> what do you mean? Look, he survived for almost two years with Michael. I mean, shouldn't you have felt some kind of effects from his condition before now? Yeah, that's a good point. Don't, don't take this the wrong way, but at the rate your cells are deteriorating, you should have died a long time ago. Yeah, what's different? Oh, by the way, he kept giving me a, an injection every other day. Would that be it? He's already name-dropped that, <laughs> that was happening. Yeah. That must have been some kind of drug to keep my cells from deteriorating. We obviously don't have any of it with you. No, Michael administered himself one dose at a time. Yes, Carson, but did you feel sleepy afterwards? Yeah. That might have been a giveaway. Yeah. You actually probably felt better afterwards. And surely there was one or two times would have had to leave a base quickly because of Rafe coming or something and he uh, didn't get his injection on time. But And in two years, no time did Michael actually ever leave the syringe or whatever device he used behind. Well, exactly. Being a doctor, you'd think he'd want to analyse what's getting put into him. Yeah. Even if he could um, boys a bit back out the needle hole or something to try and get a little blob. One thing I like about the starships that land on planets in Stargate, they don't really care where they land. No. In the middle of the city. Don't worry about it. The landing structs will crush anything. I'll use your house as an exit ramp. <laughs> you know who I am. I do not know what Michael has done to you. Quite obvious what Michael's done. Yeah, little surgery or uh, some serious genetic manipulation. Mm. I'm not saying Taylor's shallow, but I think he probably looked better before. <laughs> we need your help. If we do not find a way out of here quickly, Michael will force on us what he has forced on you. Our child will be born soon. And when he is, Michael will take him to use for some terrible purpose. You must not let that happen. There was an interesting point brought up in the last episode with him being able to communicate through him and use the um, the Rafe gene power yeah. to uh, lure her in. She was obviously getting through to him the way he reacted to uh, the door banging. Yeah. You know, panic, guilt. 
Yeah, we took a lot of samples yeah. <laughs> while you were unconscious. <laughs> See that cupboard over there? That's all you. <laughs> We've backed you up genetically. Oh, a little bit of wraith in him. My god. Must be a wraith enzyme of some sort. It's enormously complex. It's not going to be easy to duplicate. Couldn't it scroll instead of just refreshing yeah. on it? That seems redundant. It wouldn't it be interesting if he'd been hearing voices because of the DNA? <laughs> yeah. Do not incite them. Uh, no. Her. No, you will take me instead. I never understood this scene. Michael wants to see you, Taylor. Please come with us now. It looked like he just picked here at random, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Mm. I mean, Taylor's been brought here for a reason. It's obvious that Michael wants her. And it's also weird that he'd send them after and when he knows she's pregnant, they don't want her to try and fight. Whatever you do, don't hurt her or anything. Don't put her under stress. Yeah. No more than she already is. Don't punch her in the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> Science. Yeah. Medicine. <laughs> You're still going to die. Mm. Primer's not annealing to the DNA template. There's too many contaminants. We're back to square one. I'm sorry, Carson, but we've only been at this for a little while and you knew it wasn't going to be easy. I was hoping for a breakthrough, but... Carson? It's alright, I'm okay. He's got the crown. <laughs> we probably hasn't eaten solid food for a while. Yeah, is that curry I ate last night? It probably yeah. was rich for me. <laughs> Goddamn Indian. I should have stuck to the yogurt. Goddamn Indian night. <laughs> we could halt the deterioration of your cells in a stasis pod. Oh no, you're not putting me in one of those things. But it makes sense. I mean, that way when I figured how to fix this... What if you can't? I'll be stuck in that bloody machine for God knows how long. Isn't that better than trying in vain to solve this while the clock's ticking away on your own life? Yeah, let's freeze him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what they did to Jack. Yeah, into the freezer. Yeah, all through the summer hiatus he was frozen. <laughs> ah, and all or nothing for Carson. Oh, dear. Are they the latest experiments or the clones growing or something? Hmm. bit spooky. Yeah, well, it's, um... You find out later that, yeah, they, they're growing, but you can't actually... Really, it's just people lying on a bed with a sheet. Yeah. There's no there's no tubes, there's no... nothing. Is that you? You notice the little kind of... I think you can call them stirrups on the table. They were put in so that Taylor could actually stand on it. Ah, oh, the feet. Not the most comfortable position for a very, very pregnant woman to be in. I'll imagine, yeah, gravity pulling you down. You keep on sliding off the table. Yeah. Very undignified, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Michael will be here soon. He will do to me what he has done to you. Please. I can help you escape. All of you. Yeah. Oh, by the way, if your water breaks now, it's a good time because you're already on the table. Oh. <laughs> yes. It's me. Oh, she's broken through. The power of the cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think that have that would have had some medical standing by during filming, just in case. Yeah, insurance-wise, they'd probably demand it. Yeah. I mean, credit to Rachel, you know, for sticking around this long, even though they did film these episodes well before they required them. Yeah. Shifted the schedule around. Because she's heavily, heavily pregnant. Yes. I think they had another five episodes to uh, film after this one. Oh, wow. So even though this is episode 19... That's a lot of shooting hours. Come on, Michael, you must have been suspicious. Yeah. Leave us. That one will have to go. <laughs> I tell you, I like Connor Trenier in Enterprise, but I think he really did well as Michael. He, yeah, he really plays the character quite well. Let's get started. Oh. <laughs> Good news um, or bad news, was it? <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying, aren't I? Today. <laughs> I see you've once again opted to save my life. It wasn't an easy decision, let me tell you. The only reason she did is because we need information. You'd think she'd have a taser in her hand or something just to jab him. <laughs> <laughs> She's already got the syringe in the drip, yeah, yes. just in case. <laughs> One twitch. You should have just let me die. Why's that? Because once Michael finds out I was captured, I'm as good as dead anyway. Yeah, well, maybe. Or maybe not, if you help us find him. He has spies everywhere. 
There's no one in this galaxy who can't find me. You said anything about this galaxy? Now this is serious witness protection. Yeah, I love love this when I first heard it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interested. It's sort of it's a rehash history when I've done it as well, but it's just knowing now like the franchise has grown so big it's something that's more yeah. than possible. Whatever has happened between us in the past, I beg you, do not harm my child. There's something about this technology, the organic nature, it lends itself to being incredibly creepy. I mean, it's basically an ultrasound, but it looks like a, a giant bug on the end of the cable. Yeah, yeah, someone stood on an eraser bug. Yeah. Your child is healthy. Look. And it's going straight through clothing as well. Yeah. None of this rubbing belly with gel or anything. <laughs> it's going to feel a little bit cold. <laughs> I can say it. I've had an ultrasound. <laughs> the jelly is cold. On the ship. Kanan said our son would serve the cause. What did he mean by that? You have the gift. So does Kanan. Have you stopped to think what that might mean for your son? He is genetically unique. And while I've made a lot of progress with my hybrids, there are still some details that need to be worked out. This child will help me do that. Now you wonder, surely should have to have had scans done at Atlantis before and has already seen the child. You've taken good care of him. You should be very proud. Ah, but obviously Michael hasn't, has he? Yeah. Yeah, rock. See there, he's got a big rock he's playing with. It's got two little holes in it. <laughs> For some reason, that's a keyboard. Michael, what are you doing? Please. I need this child. I can't afford to let anything happen to him. Again, with science fiction, you can do anything and explain it away. Yeah. The control systems of the Wraith uh, hive ships are bizarre. The Asgard controls, the, you know, the mice, the glass, you know, crystal mice on a flat surface. Yeah. You think, well, how the hell do they work? Okay, mm. that's a lot of lot of drug or whatever, whatever that, it is. Yeah, that is a big bottle. Yeah, an old-fashioned needle. And he's only putting that much in. <laughs> <laughs> they thought jabbing a pregnant woman with a six-inch needle may have been going a bit too far, which is why you don't really see much of it. Oh, but the implications are... <laughs> <laughs> It could have cut five seconds ago. This is just a small part of the complex. The place is like a maze, and once inside, it's very easy to get turned around. Martin in the commentary says when he was writing that whiteboard behind Carson, I think he said he uh, drew a basketball court, some hockey figures, and just carried on going. Thought they were just going to take an aerial shot of Bridgewood and Bridge Studio. That's the coffee area, and that's the uh, that's John's trailer. And... <laughs> if he goes on this mission, it could kill him. We can't ask him to do this. We didn't ask him, he volunteered. Oh, give me a break. Easy, Rodney. I'm sorry, I'm just a little concerned that we're willing to be so cavalier with his life because we think of him as some kind of a, a cheap copy. Well, he's doing it for Taylor. Don't stand there and pretend that you wouldn't do the same thing if you were in his place. Ooh. So now, now he's <laughs> sceptic. I mean, John's got a point. I think Sam is still pretty... Mm. Oh. Crying wolf when I first seen this. <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to spin around and grab the P90. Yeah. Rodney, I just heading down to get geared up. You can barely stand. You don't have to do this. You said yourself the real Carson wouldn't sit around worrying about himself when he could do something to help. The real Carson also never listened to my advice. Look, you don't have to prove anything. Certainly not to me. I know that. I like the fact that some of the extras are actually looking, because that's what they do. Yeah. They go, hang on a minute, is that that's Carson, isn't it? Because I bet a lot of this is still top secret. Yeah. You know, who they brought back, who they've had in uh, the infirmary under observation. This may be the first time they've seen him. I love the snap. What the bloody hell are you looking at? Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what you said, I'm not dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading a bunch of life signs up ahead. Uh, maybe it's the Andosians. Yeah? Maybe it's a herd of those Frankensteins. Walking inside with sunglasses on. <laughs> well, that's John for you, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, they're right. I read that Ronan said Anthosians. Ah. And he did. <laughs> It makes you it makes you wonder why John still hasn't got one of them strapped to his wrist. One yeah. of those life signs detectors or something like having to get secondhand information from Rodney. What is happening? <laughs> the evil minions. Mm. 
is a connection between us, Michael. And right now, I can sense your fear. I wouldn't go that far. Let's call it concern. Ooh. <laughs> so that's great. That's a Janai cathode gray tube display. Yeah. That shouldn't be a touchscreen. Yeah. Ooh. It's obviously a projection. I shut them down. You mean you killed them? I can't afford to leave any loose ends behind. Anyway, there's always more where they came from. Take her to the ship. We're leaving. Oh, that's nasty, that is. Mm. <laughs> He's basically cutting and running. Yeah. Watch it, boys. <laughs> Be gentle. Okay, you know, I creak on the door there. Yeah, that no one else heard. <laughs> Ron. Ronnie does power so well. <laughs> Look at him holding the gun. You know why he's been shot with arrows and everything else, because he sits there and dances before <laughs> yeah. he finds someone else. Tired of getting shot at with their own guns. I'm generally not fond of it, regardless of the weapon. <laughs> yeah, it is rather embarrassing, isn't it? I bet you find something a bit better to hide behind. They actually lost a lot of footage during these firefights. The sheer percussion of the P90s firing damaged some cameras. Oh, that would have been digital cameras? Yeah. Yeah. Probably the drawback of having, you know, actual armourers producing proper firearms. Mm, and it'd, it'd seriously make them decide whether or not to do it again in the future. Like, there's probably a lot less P90 fire close to cameras yeah. after this because of that. It has to be said that the CGI effects for uh, muzzle flashes are getting better and better. Yeah. Even on Stargate, where they've actually admitted they've used a mixture of CGI and real ammo, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's when you see the cheaper productions, you know, some of the B-movies <laughs> I watch, and it's so Im it's embarrassingly bad. Yeah, it's, coming, it's not even coming from the end of the gun. Yeah. You know, for what is basically an empty warehouse, it's not a bad-looking set at all. They're dead. What? All of them? Shepard. Yeah. Ronin just squirted all that. Don't know what it is. You think Taylor? No, I don't think so. And you don't think so. Well, he didn't even put it all in. We're um, watching the episodes now. The only big difference is seeing the casings on the ground. Yeah. The shell casings. They compared that guy to the Emperor in Star Wars because of the cloak and the hood and everything. <laughs> Carson! Carson! That's it, Rodney. Go for it. Wow, the Sonic Soldier, isn't he? <laughs> Short round burst, Rodney. <laughs> uh, 50 mag clip, though. So. Although, I think in a documentary or something, we've seen that um, the P90, because of the short recall, you can sort there and open up and it's still going to hit the target. Yeah. After a 10th round, instead of firing all over the place like an M16. Not really classed as an assault weapon, though, is it? No, oh, it's one man battle force. <laughs> Colonel Shepard and the others are waiting back at the lab. We have to go. Now. I can't. Taylor. Kanan, the father of my son, he is still here. I am not leaving without him. As you can see, they're in the rafters of this building. They said it was about 45 degrees. Oh, real sweat. But you let your feelings get in the way. Stay back, I'm warning you. Shoot him, Carson. Shoot him now! He doesn't want to shoot me. Or to be more precise, he'd like nothing more, but like all of my creations, he is open to my influence. You got Taylor, who in no condition to be in this location. Carson's got all his gear on, and Connor is of course under all the prosthetics. And a levitator jacket. <laughs> Oh, this is insidious. Yeah. Taylor, reach Carson's hand and just pull his finger back. Well, that's in any other movie, yeah. Actual psychological conditioning of all his, his minions, his creations. I'd give you an injection, but I don't have any with me. Anyway, you've served your purpose. Oh, that hammy, isn't it? Come on, Paul, you can do better than that. You've served your purpose, I'm going to shoot with a stunner. Time to go. In any other movie, he'd just hand it to him and say, I can't do it. <laughs> but then I reckon she'd have the same conflict. I don't know if she'd pull the trigger or not. Yeah. In the end, yes, survival of her and her baby, but still, she's the one that has always looked out for him. Take a look. Peace, well. Those things look like gas containers. 
You could even see beads of sweat on Connor's bra. Yeah. Not bad considering there's a good eighth of an inch of makeup. <laughs> It'd finally come through. Yeah. Propane canisters, not always a good idea to have just standing about. In. You can pierce them, but you can't pierce the little tanks they're hiding behind. <laughs> <laughs> really could have been any sort of chemical or gas in those, couldn't they? Oh, it could have been a... a level with the building. A nerve agent. They're all... <laughs> yeah. That's what Michael's used to pump into them containers to kill all his creation. Yeah, pretty careless. It's Carson. What happened? You ran off, it's what happened. Taylor, did you see her? Oh, no. Oh, he's still alive. What happened? <laughs> you got whammed, <laughs> then you got shot. And that's Michael's cruiser warming up. What a pity they didn't have a couple of jump cloak jumpers. Just on the off chance. Yeah. Now, you'd think the noise and the vibration would be a little bit higher. I mean, if you're standing 20 feet away from the shuttle when it took off. Well, considering they're so loud, you can hear them in space. Um, they should have perforated <laughs> eardrums. Search place top to bottom, no sign of her. Well, for now, we'll have to assume that she's still alive and that Michael has her. We've got prisoners. I'll talk. I'll find her. Is he talking about the Ephesians, or...? I'm pretty sure everyone else got a bullet. <laughs> Where is he? His body's shutting down. There's nothing more I can do for him. We can't wait any longer. Solanka's prepping the stasis pod. Oh, right then, he's going into deep freeze. Into the box. It's not your fault. He made you receptive to the mind like it's how he controls all of them. The hybrids. Still, it would have been nice to make a difference. You made a difference. We got Michael on the run. It's just a matter of time before we catch up to him. Right. Don't say anything, okay? It's no big deal. You're going to go into the stasis pod until we figure out how to fix you. I'm a doctor. That's rather a disappointing trope, though, isn't it? Where, you know, kill the leader, then all his minions become pretty much useless. Yeah, useless, fall down, stop working. Yeah. I would not have a command and control system that was so dependent on one item or one person. Unless they self-destructed, then. You can take everyone out. Everyone's got something to prep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. They had to have, you know, all the main casting because it's a goodbye scene again. Mm. One beat for yes, two beats for no, please. <laughs> Will I dream? Because <laughs> <laughs> they just wheeled him in. Put the whole thing in there. Yeah. No reason to be frozen standing up because he's only going to collapse when you unfreeze him. Well, that's it. Save him falling out when you hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> Put a little box in there so he can sit on it. Thank you. Either way, we're going to get the cure as soon as we capture Mike. At least put a uh, stethoscope around his neck and that, so when the museum tour comes through, you go, he pose him. He, he, yeah, he pose him. <laughs> yeah. And here's our next attraction, Dr. Carson Beckett. Yeah. Pointing the finger, Atlantis wants you. Yep, hand on the hip. Don't worry. I was careful not to give anything away. Tell her you found it after you shipped my things. It's just some thoughts. Things I should have said a long time ago. I'll make sure she gets it. Martin again said in this scene he basically copied what he did when Corin Nemec left the show, Jonas. Oh, yeah. The central character going to each person in turn. Yeah. A lot of the times you see the cameraman actually just panning around him as they go. This is like a whole bunch of just over the shoulder shots. Mm. You bring her home now, you understand? Yeah. No emotions, keep him in check, Ronan. Give him a big hug. <laughs> this is exactly what I was afraid of. Teddy bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to do something manly now. I'm going to the gym. <laughs> I won't feel a thing. Aside from a, a, a cool burst when the, the pod first activates. And now your uh, life signs will be monitored on this machine here 24 7. Thank you, Rodney. Now, this scene was supposed to be very simple. Carson, more to the point, Paul, stand there and we'll shoot the scene. Unfortunately, he kept moving. It was all worth it. No matter what happens. Where's those soldiers? You know, I was, was toying with the idea of, of programming dreams into these things. Yeah, interested? I could have you fishing in the highlands um, with, a, with a couple of tall blonde massage therapists. All right, I'll be fine. That's right, you will be. You know, because this is not goodbye, this is, this is, uh, this is see you later. So we agreed. Did we? That's how I remember it. All right, then. 
see you all later. So they had to actually CGI him solid so they could do all the shots. Oh, when phrases. Yeah, it'd been easy if he could stand there, then he could just put a little CGI cover on it, but they had to do a lot more complicated and a lot more <laughs> expensive effects to get it to work right. Well, this could have been the first scene they shot in the episode, too. Yeah, very easily, yeah. yeah. And he's been off for a while, so I wonder how many times he looked at the camera. <laughs> yeah, they said he kept blinking and he gently rocking back and forwards on his heels. He just leaned back against the back of the thing. Yeah. That's it, I didn't really know you. <laughs> I'm not going to anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you one day. Nice shot, though, this is. That's mm. a very slow fan back, bringing all the characters in. Don't worry, guys, it's only going to be two episodes. <laughs> Five, still. Right, and that was The Kindred Part 2. Probably one of the one of the last two-parters I'll watch in Atlantis, but um, it sort of leads into the next episode quite nicely. Yeah, like I say, there wasn't a lot of humour in the episode. We got uh, a lot of character pieces, a lot of... Uh, I think they went for the heartstrings a bit. But obviously, you, you know, you bring back Stargate Doctor, that's what you're going to get. And when Janet came back for her return, they made the most of it. Yeah, yep, exactly. Right, a bit of trivia for Martin Wood, the director. He directed 47 episodes of Stargate SG-1 and 29 of Atlantis. He also directed Continuum, the uh, Stargate movie, which we will eventually cover. I'm just not quite getting round to it yet. <laughs> he also directed episodes of Sanctuary, Andromeda, Jeremiah, Olympus and Dark Matter. Alan McCullough, the writer, nine episodes of SG-1, eight for Atlantis and a single episode of Stargate Universe. He also wrote for Sanctuary, Lost Girl, Rookie Blue and Rain. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. I was going to call in with some feedback for the um, Kindred Part 1. I suppose I'll just say it now. Two things I picked up at the very start when uh, Rodney's offering his uh, inspirational thoughts and as such, what I can only think is an MP3 player. That was priceless. It was typical Rodney, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, when he, when he <laughs> first starts off, you think he's going to have Mozart or, or something like that. He's, you're sitting there naming them all off as being inspirational people to listen to as an infant, and then out with, oh, it's my recording, what? I think he's been that self-centered before. <laughs> well, you just know that is what he believes. He is on a par with those people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm going to say that there's no real humility there at all. No. It's probably, a, you know, a, a good character trait, being confident in yourself, but, you know, obviously at times it drives people up the wall. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah. The second point, too, when the team walk into the village for the first time looking for the trinkets, there's some sort of royal music playing almost a rehash of uh, the tower, and there's a monkey screeching in the background for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doing that sort of screech. I don't know what was going there. The primates have made it to Pegasus as well. <laughs> That's an interesting question, though, isn't it? I mean, the ancients seeded life at least humanoid life. So there may not be much of a... Primates may not exist as such. Mm, well, that's, where did they start? Did they start with proper human or did they go back and... They looked for a planet that didn't have any life on it to begin with. Mm. That's where they screwed up with the the wraith because the, the erratus bugs, they didn't realise they were there. Yeah. When they used the great machine or its equivalent, you know, that they left at the Kara. Mm. It's like the Genesis way from Star Trek, really, isn't it? You know, <laughs> to reshape matter to what they wanted. Yeah. yeah. I suppose we know, because of just a simple timeline, there wasn't enough time for them to drop monkeys on a planet and let them evolve. No, I think, I think when you look at the ancients, then you compare them to McKay, you think, basically, they are McKay on steroids. Yeah. They are incredibly arrogant and self-assured. They don't think they're right. They know they're right. Mm. God help anybody in any galaxy that disagrees with them. You almost can see the Aurai's point of view. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it just sort of raises more questions. Well, did they all of a sudden pop his nine men and nine women in the jungle with no houses, no food, no clothes, nothing? <laughs> or, <laughs> or did they yeah, just drop them in front of a cave or the logistics of it? Yeah. But I don't think they would have cared. It's all part of the experiment. Well, that's it. You know, you observe, don't you? Mm. Next week, we will be watching the season four finale, The Last Man. That's a rather dramatic episode as well. Probably more so than this one. The next Stargate Atlantis. 
Let me turn up the heat. Hello? This is either the most elaborate practical joke of all time, or I'm in serious trouble here. Well, then let's finish it. Return fire! Shepard is not dead. What the hell are you doing here? I suspect the same as you. I know where Taylor is. Next time on Stargate Atlantis. Yeah, that come quick. Sort of the episodes passing fast, and now you don't have Stargate to go to as well. Well, yeah, that's a problem. All of a sudden, and of course, Christmas coming up bloody quick. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> all the decorations are out in the shop already. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got to start looking at a few bonus episodes to record, so we don't have to worry about unreleased actual episodes over the holidays. Yeah, start finding those obscure side episodes. Well, as you said, Goosebump. Possibly a uh, Stargate Infinity pilot. If you can be bothered to do that. I've got no idea where I've put the DVDs, and I'm not buying it again. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not really going to look for it, are you? Admit it. <laughs> oh, I've sort of had it, uh, one eye open, because yeah, they're not where they're supposed to be. Right. If anyone wants to get in touch with us, you can contact us directly via email using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com or via the contact form on our website, which is gatecast.co.uk. You can also find us on Facebook and Google+, and we have a very busy and productive presence on Twitter, at the Gatecast, which is one word. We are carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio, so any reviews and ratings on those services would be appreciated. The limitation of those services is that they only carry a small percentage of our episodes, the most recent ones. You can, however, get access to all of our shows via the website, and there is also a standalone RSS feed which you can copy and paste into a podcatcher. That will allow your device to access everything we've released so far. We call it the Mission Files. Okay then, folks, that was The Kindred Part 2. Thank you very much to Brad for joining me. Uh, My pleasure. Yep, I think we had a good time watching that. Yeah. There weren't really many long silences. Mm. <laughs> That's what I like to hear, or like not to hear, I should say. Don't like hearing it when you're doing the record, but when you listen to the episodes, like, I'm trying to hear the, <laughs> hear the dialogue. <laughs> what did you just say? Yeah. Next week, then, we'll be uh, watching The Last Man. I hope everybody joins us for that. Yeah, great episode. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Our current season four poll is running, obviously, as you... When you hear this, it'll have finished. Sorry about that if you haven't voted. Why haven't you? Yeah, why haven't you? I've spanned Twitter enough times for it. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, do you want to just pimp your Transformers podcast? Ah, uh, yes. Um, share the uh, off-the-shelf device of Transformers Collectors Club Australia. We're a fan club here in Australia, official. Uh, we just got over thirteen hundred members, going for fourteen hundred. So uh, we do a weekly podcast discussing all things that uh, the week of news, collections and everything else in the uh, Transformers universe. Yeah, that's going along quite nicely. We're up to episode 33 at the moment. Record that midnight last night, so <laughs> I'm running off five hours sleep. You got a Twitter or webpage? It's just www.transformerscca.com and uh, all the links to the uh, podcast there. We um, also do it up onto uh, YouTube with actual photos of what we're talking about and everything else, so all the links are there. Excellent. Okay then, Brad. Thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate it. You help me out here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I've been Mike. And I've been Brad. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Goodbye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever.